Welcome, friends. With the most exquisite divine timing, you have found a journey of two women, one mystic and one yogi, on a path of self-discovery, sharing magical stories and manifesting our dreams into reality. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And this is For the Love of Two Hippies. Thank you for joining us. Let's dive right in. This is For the Love of Two Hippies. I'm Sarah, and this is Katie, and our topic today is self-care is not selfish. How are you doing, Katie? I'm good. How are you, Miss Sarah? I'm great. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm great. I'm Um. great. Just dandy. (laughs) We're still here. Okay, so if you're joining us new, we like to start our podcast with an affirmation something that inspired us something that makes us feel good and today's affirmation is self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you and that's a super powerful affirmation so we're going to repeat it again so you can really soak it up Yeah, one more time. Self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. I love this affirmation because when I listen to it, it already makes me feel a little lighter and rejuvenated because it's almost that validation of it's okay to take some time for yourself and it's not selfish and you should so that you can make sure that you're functioning at your full potential and best you so that you can help everyone around you to be healthier and happier as well. Yeah, it's that cheesy, you can't pour from an empty cup. So fill your cup up first and then you can better take care of those around you. Kind of like when you're on the airplane and they say, put your mask on before putting somebody else's mask on. And as a mom, let me just tell you, that's really difficult because if I'm on an yeah. airplane and the mask drops, I'm putting it on my kids first. But, you know, yeah. I think as as moms and we do need to take care of ourselves because our kids are going to notice when we don't yeah. and they're going to feel it because I remember being a kid and self-care wasn't something our parents did. Yeah. Or that we like knew what they were doing yeah if they did it was kind of probably to the breaking point and you just knew they needed yeah a time like okay, I'm very stressed just give me some space right now or my mom worked out a lot so she had a lot of time for herself where she'd go on runs and that was kind of her self-care I would say and I never understood it she was like if I don't go to the gym then I just feel terrible mm-hmm. and it, that was kind of her reset and rejuvenate and this is my time I'm doing this for my body so I understand it now as an adult but I'd be like no I want to watch tv (laughs) yeah and I kind of had the opposite I think my mom had this very stressful job and she still came home incredibly I don't know how she did it because I'm a stay-at-home mom I homeschool my kids I still you know teach yoga and all of that kind of stuff but my house is not nearly as clean as what my mom kept hers like she worked you know maybe 10 12 hours a day 
Yeah. You know, and then came home, made a dinner every single night, essentially, and then had that house spotless. I don't know how she did it because <laughs> her cup she just had doesn't to be, sleep. Yeah. Her cup had to be so empty. Yeah. I don't see, you know, and, and I try really hard as a mama to make sure that my kids see self-care and that they see their mom take a break and they see that we're all trying and doing the best that we can yeah um sorry we had a kitty on our lap and she wanted to flip she wanted to jump off so that was kind of funny um yeah and your mom was a nurse first before she was um, like a manager or whatever her role was last right so I definitely think that's a type a so it was probably really nice for her to just come home clean everything and like that's how my boyfriend is if things aren't clean then he's super stressed and for me I'm like I don't care I can look at that pile all day that doesn't bother me but for him if it's not clean then he can't do any tasks until the kitchen is least picked up so it's probably kind of like that she just needs a reset and she's controlling that environment and that's probably why you are kind of like a anxious cleaner because she I am. watched her clean all the time yeah I am an anxious cleaner if my if I if my cup feels empty if I'm not taking care of myself if my self-care isn't being met then I do feel that anxiety and I do feel like if everything is cluttered then my brain is cluttered and yeah nothing feels right so I do I do anxious clean when I'm feeling high strung yeah how do so that you um so I just feel I live in I like to call it controlled chaos but um I think it's just chaos I don't think it's controlled (laughs) (laughs) so um I like my things and I like to be surrounded by my things so when my things are in a muck that doesn't necessarily bother me on the surface but when I clean things, I'm like, wow, this is nice. I feel good. So I think it manifests as I have so much to do. I get overwhelmed. And then I, when I get overwhelmed, we've talked about this before, I kind of just put everything off and I just don't do it. I avoid it. Mm -hmm. So I have to do little tasks. So I was reading in a book. I honestly don't remember which book it was now, but If you're overwhelmed and you're trying to get motivated to do something, just clean one little section of something. Clean off a tiny shelf or clean out a drawer or put a small basket of clothes away. And then you'll get that motivation to continue to clean or do whatever you were doing. So I've tried to do that when I have kind of feel stuck and unproductive. But if I'm feeling emotionally drained or overwhelmed or having a lot of anxiety, I have to take a shower. Or get in a bath or take a hot bath or something. So there's like different versions for me, I guess. Or just sit outside and just sit there and just be still and be by myself. Um, And then if I'm overstimulated from people, I just have to sit in front of the television Mm -hmm. (laughs) to kind of lower my vibration and get a little less high strung than I am. Yeah, and I think COVID especially taught us that taking care of ourselves in order to take care of others is really kind of important because, you know, we were stuck inside no matter where you were in the world. Most of us were stuck inside and 
you know, just had to take care of ourselves, our own mental health, our own well-being in order to make sure that everybody else was kept safe as well. So I think COVID was a big motivator in teaching ourselves and others self-care. And I think that's why... I guess another aspect of self-care that I kind of forgot is how I incorporate creation into my self-care. So I think I had already gotten to that point where I knew my hobbies. I was surrounded by things that I can do for hobbies. So quarantine wasn't bad for me because I wasn't just sitting there twiddling my thumbs. Mm -hmm. If it would have happened a year before or even probably two years before, I would have just been sitting there doing nothing and who knows I'm sure I just would have been outside the whole time, except for the winter, but I have things that I I painted during quarantine, I made jewelry during quarantine, I garden during quarantine. I just have a million things that I could work on, and those are all my types of creation and nurture that I get fulfilled from. And when I've I've noticed that when I go through a cycle of depression, I'm not doing those things. So Mm -hmm. I go in like a downward spiral, and then all of a sudden I was like, well, when did you create some when was the last time you created something and I like asking people that question especially people that I can tell they're kind of a little depressed or they're just having a lot of anxiety I was like when was the last time you just created something from nothing and it was yours and you just took control of it and you made it exactly how you wanted with no one else's input and a lot of adults will just be like uh 10 years 15 years Mm -hmm. and I'm just like oh my gosh like That's so sad to me because when you live passionately through creation, I feel like then that's your soul coming out into the physical world and you have that to look at. And like, I did that. I made that. And it's, you can be proud of it and just, it makes you happy. I feel like. Yeah. And, you know, spending time looking for magic, the book, the magic kind of taught me that a little bit more I think um and I yesterday we spent the day walking a conservation area in the woods and we found this waterfall and just seeing the response from my kids of just seeing a waterfall and it wasn't even a big waterfall it was one that was you know maybe like two feet high and then it went into like yeah it was like a little stream and we've gotten a lot of rain so it was you know it seemed like it was moving pretty quick but you know it was just a little stream and just there through their eyes seeing that that magic that was huge for them and important for me too because you know with all the stuff that's going on right now you know taking care of yourself and seeing magic through the eyes of little people kind of help to make yourself feel better I think yeah just like the imagination of or seeing it through a child's eyes with their just wonderment Mm -hmm. for everything I love that word and I think that's a fake word but (laughs) I like to make up words So I like that word because it really is. You can just look at something simple and you're just like, wow, this is the most amazing wall I've ever seen. Yeah. Or this is the most amazing cattail that's tickling my face. Right. Cat is (laughs) whacking me in the head with her tail. I can hear it in the earphones. It's like thud, thud, thud. (laughs) But Um, she loves me. (laughs) Yes. That's another thing. 
just the affection from another person or an animal is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, I if I'm not nurturing something, then I also feel really depleted. So mm-hmm. that's why I like my plants. I like taking care of animals. Um, I like obviously taking care of people, but sometimes people can kind of drain you as well as when you're helping them and sometimes you don't you're not able to fill your cup up completely when you're helping another person so Mm -hmm. you have to do an equal balance for that what is I mean we've probably answered this but what does self-care really mean for you well self-care is you know taking care of yourself I guess, right? Obviously, like it's not yeah. kind of in the title there. Uh, <laughs> Come on, we're here. Uh, I think specifically the stuff that I do for self care is stuff like journal, meditate, mm-hmm. read books, um, yoga. Uh, I try to eat very healthy meals, almost every meal. Um, I do. You know, and it's not cheat days. I hate that word, by the way. Cheat days. Yeah. Like snacky snacks. Yeah. Like, you know, treat yourself. 2021. If you've ever watched Parks and Rec. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I have, but I don't remember that part. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Donna and they go. They, Somebody will. Yeah, exactly. Somebody will remember. Um, and then we do a lot of dancing in my house. Yeah. You, you do talk about dancing. I try to do dancing, but. I have too much stuff in my house. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do that, that helps you feel full? Um, I, I would say, I mean, I kind of talked a lot a second ago, but just creating things or being outside or just taking, looking at things in a more simplistic way. And I would say, too, the magic really helped reevaluate my word of not gratitude, but the things that surround me. I just appreciate everything around me a lot more. Just like um, the post you made this morning about how hard your body works. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's insane when you like stop and think about the things that your body does every single day to just let you function and your brain and how you get around and it, it just like kind of blows my mind a little bit when I start to think about it and then I start to like kind of trip a little because I'm like, is this really functioning? Like how how is this even working? So even just kind of thinking things on a really simplistic but magnificent level helps me um, reevaluate what's going on in, in my life, I guess. And like I said, taking a shower or a nice bath, um, I don't really journal that much. Every time I've journal, it kind of turns into a trauma dump of like, woe is me, and it gets really negative. And I'm trying to get out of that by switching to like a fan fiction style of journaling. So, which would be a really fun topic, I think. Yeah. So you kind of do a fan fiction of your life. So if you wake up, you write out the most perfect extravagant day of how you want your day to go. And you're just like overselling it. And you're like... I woke up, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I don't, I could probably talk for an hour, but just like the most happy, wonderful day, the most 
glorious things happen to you, like your perfect, perfect day in your perfect world. And then that turns into a different set of manifestation because you wrote it down. Mm -hmm. So now you're in this altered state of one, gratitude, and two, like wonderment of the world of what's to come and what you can achieve. So I'm trying to switch to that style of journaling because I've journaled to cope with um, traumatic events in my family. And so when I do that, my like 14 year old Sarah comes back and she's just like so depressed and she comes out and it's just like, whoa, I don't, I don't want this energy right now. Yeah. So I don't really journal that much, but I try to meditate, but I have to meditate outside where I'm Mm -hmm. not around any of my stuff. And I just like go for a little walk or just sit in the sun for a second, reset my mind. I have little like meditation jars that I like spin around because if I sit down and close my eyes, I have a really hard time just sitting there and meditating. Mm -hmm. And in the spiritual community, when you kind of start out, everyone's just like, go meditate. And it sounds so easy. It is not. And it's, it's really not. It's so not easy. And I was having a conversation with a, a lady who is going through some uh, therapy and it's bringing a lot of traumatic things up and everyone in the responses were meditate, meditate, meditate. Have you tried this? Have you tried that? And when I was talking to her a little bit one-on-one, she was just overwhelmed by ideas of just taking one more thing on, learning one more thing. And it's like, yeah, don't don't try to meditate right now because you're just going to sit in and wallow. the chaos of your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, that's when I would take a shower or draw or I have to do something active. Yeah. I can't just so sit. So because you just um, were working in a physical building and I have not done that in several years – in a professional setting, what are some things that you did that helped with with maintaining, you know, that that mental wellness? If you were able to maintain a mental wellness in that setting, what what would be some things that you would do? Some of the things that I did in a professional setting to maintain self-care was making sure I had enough food. So I wasn't kind of cranky and hangry and reacting in a certain way. That that, blood sugar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then making sure I had enough water so that I had enough energy and I wasn't super sluggish, Mm -hmm. I would say. And then I think everyone kind of deals with – if you've been on a spiritual journey, I think everyone kind of deals with that mask Mm -hmm. that you put on. So I feel like since I, when I had that traumatic event happen to me when I was younger, I kind of had to put this face on every day for everyone else because I couldn't, um, I couldn't, I I didn't want to divulge every single day how I was actually feeling. Yeah. And so I just put on this face and how are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you. See you later. But so I was already kind of used to doing that, and I've, I'd done that for so long. It just became second nature to me. So as soon as I walk into a job, I turn into, like, work Sarah, and all of my all of my outside things kind of disappear, and I just work on whatever I'm doing. When I started my spiritual journey, <laughs> I would... <laughs> 
have crystals in my pockets. I would have my bracelets on and I would go into the bathroom when I needed some space for myself and I would redo my protection spells. Not spells, but my protection rituals or sayings or or mantras. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of just like reforming that protection bubble to create a safe space for me for when I go back outside. We did have a lot of um, really like toxic, overwhelming things going on in the last half of when I worked at my last job. And I think whether or not the protection bubble was like actually protecting my aura, I just mentally felt protected and that I could take on whatever I was dealing with. And then it also helped me reflect, is this my energy or am I taking someone else's energy on? So even just that mental awareness of, which I think is important for self-care, is kind of whose energy am I attaching to? Is it mine or is it someone else's? Do I need to, am I reacting a certain way because it's something I'm dealing with or Another thing for me is being aware of what was creating that trigger. And so I would just kind of, this trigger's coming up because of this, and that's something I need to work on. Mm-hmm. So that's like that's like a long road, but those are kind of the things that I was thinking of. So when someone would come in and they were super agitated, and I worked in a gym, so a gym is a really emotional place for people because you either come there to get self-care, reset, rejuvenate, or you come there because you hate your body. <laughs> yeah. So you want to change and you want to you want to kind of have a readjustment with your lifestyle or you want to lose some weight or maybe you have a health concern and you have to fight through that health concern and so It's a really emotional place for people, and that's what all of my personal training sessions or my relationships I I formed at the gym were all turning into, like, mental health aspects. So let's help your mental health. It's okay to be here. Let's change your mindset on this. And that's why I was like, I love personal training, but obviously I want to help the mental, emotional aspect of it Mm -hmm. now that I've been working the physical for so long. So that's kind of a weird, long answer to how you can do that in the professional setting. But it's all about being aware of your energy versus someone else's. And then also knowing if they come in super agitated, you're self-aware of like, hey, maybe these are the things they're going through. And they're not saying they're not saying that because they don't like me. They're saying that because they're projecting and they're going through some stuff. So give them a little grace and make them feel unique that's always my thing is no matter what you're going through personally you can always make someone feel unique and wanted and valued because you never know especially right now with so much mental health going on you never know if that's going to be and this is going to sound really extreme but you never know if that's someone's last day here Mm -hmm. because of what they're going through and so smile there's make it easier even just a smile Yeah. yeah You know, at least smile with your eyes. I know we're all wearing masks right now. So, you know, squint your eyes real hard. Like that's, you know, when I go to the grocery store, I'm always like, yeah, squeezing my eyeballs because I'm like, see my smile. Yeah. You know, you know, what's really crazy is I I saw this little baby and we were out and I had the mask on and 
I was smiling and the baby could tell I was smiling. Like the baby was reacting every time I would smile. So I know that I, you can smile with your eyes. Yeah, exactly. You can see the facial expression change. And so that, that made me feel kind of like good, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just, it helps me to know that other people feel valued and wanted Mm -hmm. and, and if you work in a customer service setting and this is one of the, if I was a manager, this is what I would tell every employee I have. If an, an elderly person comes in, sometimes people just ignore them because they're, they're kind of old. Sometimes we can't relate to they're them my or just so you know, they're my favorite. They're my favorite. <laughs> but if you're kind of busy, sometimes they talk a lot, you know, so you're yeah. like, I don't, I want to talk to you, but it's, it's, I have a lot going on, so I don't want to discredit you, but Sometimes if you realize that you may be the only person they speak to all day long, then that kind of reevaluates your mind on them. Exactly. It's like, wow, this, I may be the only person that they communicate to today. And how is that one conversation going to impact their day, week, or month? Mm -hmm. And so I like thinking about that. And that helps me to have faith in humanity, Mm -hmm. I guess. And that kind of rejuvenates my soul to where whatever you're going through, you can still be compassionate and give give out grace while still protecting your own energy. Yeah. And the so. things that, you know, you were talking about, things I wish I would have known back when I was working at the Children's Hospital because I did work in a very stressful part of it. It was, um, you know, the, the very, very sick kids, their parents would bring them in. They would have to see anesthesia before they went off to surgery. And so I only saw the parents that were very stressed out and, you know, the kids that had no idea what was going on. And it was just fear. And I think I took a lot of that on, you know, and like kind of what you were talking about, being an empath, you do kind of take a lot of that on. So I back then I experienced some depression and and some. Um, a lot of anxiety issues because well first of all I was pregnant and so I kind of thought that working in that environment that so many more kids were like that than there were because that's what I saw every single day so I was constantly in fear that you know my kid was gonna have you know dandy walker syndrome or you know stuff that you've never even heard of but I saw it every single day so I thought it was just a huge population a huge portion of the population that had these issues. But I wish I would have known then what I know now that, you know, they, all they, they only need compassion. Like they just need yeah. a little extra love, a little extra. We're here for you, you know, and learning to not take that on is so hard. Um, yeah. And I think probably a whole nother, topic that we could talk about for hours yeah for hours yeah um so we kind of had a in our in our self-care wheel we were talking about physical psychological emotional um what else did we have professional personal and spiritual all kind of in that that wheel which I think we covered a lot of because a lot of those things kind of fit into yeah, each other. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, the physical aspect of it, um, like you were talking about exercise and 
just taking time activity yeah to get out and explore nature which you can do a moving meditation like what you were talking about that you know helps with your emotional and your psychological being and you know eating healthy and uh, I'm just gonna say it y'all sexuality is a big part of that (laughs) right like yeah we all feel better when we (laughs) when we do it but let you know Sorry, mom. Yeah. Um, I know. I was like, (laughs) and hello, all the family members listening to us. No, that is true because I can tell. um, I'm not going to call anybody out, but I can always tell when people I'm close to have been doing it more often Mm -hmm. versus when they haven't. You kind of glow. And they're just, yeah. Or you're just like happy. Yeah. (laughs) You're just like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's really important because that connection to another being Mm -hmm. is so important. And I feel like it's so easy to push, push it off and push it away because you're busy and, and I got stuff to do. I can't think about it. I know a lot of moms are just usually like, I can't turn my brain off so I can't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. Yeah. I can't turn my brain off. I'm, I have so many things to do and it's just like. Even just taking a few minutes to yourself, it doesn't have to be, like, the most extravagant love scene or whatever. But just having that emotional connection, even – I mean, it's obviously up to you and your partner how you relate to each other. Mm -hmm. But um, just taking a step and just – I really want to do the (laughs) eye-gazing, but my boyfriend does not want to do that. (laughs) It just looks so, like – intimate on a not sexual way and you just sit there and just like gaze into each other's eyes and um and I think that's probably what it's more about it is about more about the intimacy aspect yeah than you know the sexual part of it but I do think that that's important as well so yeah it's both yeah because you feel like I mean we have primal instincts Mm -hmm. as human beings and so those are one of our primal instincts because if we don't procreate then we'll die off so that's embedded so deep into our dna that and it's sometimes like a faux pas topic or it's taboo to talk about and so people don't want to talk about it and then there creates this weird like tension when you talk about it and so just normalizing it more Mm -hmm. and it's okay to talk about it it's okay for your parents to have sex it's okay for your grandparents even to have sex you know (laughs) She went Um, there. (laughs) She went there. I did it. It'll be, but I mean, when I'm that old, I still hope I'm (laughs) capable of doing that, you know, in five years. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I I just hit the 30 club. I I don't know. I just hit the 30 club. So I'm excited for my, my next section of wise life katie says once you hit 30 you just get a lot more wise it's so fun. i can't wait 30 fun and i don't even know if it's wise but it's more like there's a, a certain winner. level of confidence that comes with 30 you kind of you know you you do kind of come into your own body a little bit more if, at least for me my 20s were rough <laughs> but I, I have enjoyed 30 a lot more I'm I'm more confident in my body which means I I want to do the things that we were just more. talking about more you know yeah. and um, which gives you more relief and reprieve yeah. and rejuvenation yeah and I think you know you also 
at this age kind of start to find a little bit more introspection so you can call yourself out on your own bs and you can yeah which we didn't talk about for self-care yeah you can say you know yeah i mean i think your body gives you really big cues like i i did something the other day and i can't remember what it was but you know afterwards i had such anxiety and i went okay that wasn't right i need to go back and apologize i need to go and you know and i think that you have to listen to your body. Your body's going to tell yeah. you, okay, listen, <laughs> that maybe was not the right reaction. That maybe what you kind of jumped off the handle there and it could have been hormones or it could have been, I was having a bad yeah. day. And like we talked about in that book, the subtle art of not giving an F by um, Mark Manson. Um, you know, he always talks about how when someone reacts in a negative way, it usually has nothing to do with you. And it has everything to do with a value in their own life that's not being met, which obviously that was my issue the other day when I reacted the way that I did. Um, you know, I've got a, a, some health issues that I'm dealing with right now. And so because of fear, we all kind of react yeah. a little bit odd and or, you know, our bodies kind of you go into that fight or flight, I guess. You know, yeah, and you're just at a like, in, you're at a higher state yeah. of agitation. Yeah. So if you listen to your body, your body's going to help you call yourself out. You know, and so I think that that's a big, that's a huge part of self care as well. You need to call yourself out. You need to realize when you have made a mistake. It is not okay to say, "Well, I'm just an asshole," so you should expect that by now, right? Yeah. You need to say that's just a cop out. Yeah, exactly. That's just avoiding. Yeah, holding yourself accountable. Yeah be accountable and that's exactly what it is it's about accountability and you don't have to be mean to yourself we talked about this you don't have right. to belittle yourself it's just be aware make the make the process make the effort to change and make a difference mm-hmm. it's going to be a long road if you've been doing that or that's been your response for a long time so obviously don't expect it to change overnight but at least make a conscious effort to make some changes yeah and i don't and care how old you are you can change your you behavior change. you can say the old okay. dog not learning a new trick is not a thing it's bull <laughs> it's, not it's bs y'all you can change <laughs> at any point in your life you can go introspectively and say you know this that, that behavior was wrong and i'm sorry and then try to change it don't don't apologize and then do the same thing the next day because that's just how you are that you know and i had yeah. my air quotes going for y'all on the camera but you know you have to actively try to change the behavior if it is because not only is it harming yourself it's harming those around you and I think that's the important thing to recognize it does harm you quite frankly yeah because then you react in a certain way in an agitated state to anybody that's combating Mm -hmm. or questioning and if you're getting a little like you're getting a little hot right now, you're getting a little, if you're listening, you're getting a little agitated, then this may be a little cue of like, hey, ding, ding, ding. Like this might be something that you're personally dealing with right now. So I think it's something that I have dealt with. You know, I used to say, oh, I'm redheaded. You know, I'm a redhead. (laughs) I got a temper, you know, but also that's bull. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so I think that that's an important part of self-care. Because you can't and treat yourself in in that same way that you're treating another person. Yeah. And also kind of just learning your cycles 
as a person, which we've talked about and which we will talk about more in depth. But when you learn your cycles, you can also start understanding why and where you're going to get triggered at. And so that can help you be more self-aware for others. And hey, I know this is getting into maybe another cycle of me being depressed so I'm going to be ultra focused Mm -hmm. on my Mm self-care so that I'm taking care of myself and I'm making sure I'm the best me to make those positive changes in my life and not go into a downward spiral so staying at a higher vibration and just staying focused on what's important um there's something else we talked about earlier and I can't remember it but I felt like it was important. It was along the lines of kind of calling yourself out. Um, I don't know. I, can't, I should have wrote it down. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, make sure that when you do call yourself out and you apologize, that you do foster that self-forgiveness. Because, yeah, that's you know, important. we all make mistakes. We all, you know, like I said, I flew off the handle the other day about something. I wish I could remember what it was because I would call myself off, call myself out right now if, if I could remember but I, I can't remember you know but then once you do you it, it yeah I blocked it out once once you you know call yourself out forgive yourself you know yeah if somebody we're all learning we're all learning this is it, we're all you know we're gonna spend our lives learning and hopefully yeah we're not 70 years old by the time we go that's not how I wanted to live my life yeah. you know hopefully by the time you do get to your 30s or 40s you know you can say this is how I want to live this is how I want to be because you can change at any point who I am now is not who I was 10 years ago I am far different yeah than I was and that's another thing about self-care is you're not a hypocrite right if you used to be a certain way but you've made the changes to be a better person Mm -hmm. don't don't let people call you a hypocrite or because you used to be a certain way if you're faking it that's different if you're on the surface being a certain way but underneath you're still being fake and being dishonest and kind of living that fake life um but but our beliefs do change our yeah yeah you change your your the whole what we were taught as children maybe i was raised in a very um religious I went to private school for, you know, 18 years of my life. So what I was necessarily taught at that school is not everything that I believe now, you know? So yeah. you do have the ability to change your mind and that's okay. It doesn't make you a hypocrite. It makes you human. Yeah. It makes you understand that when we live life through that compassionate lens, not everything is going to align with what you were taught at seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, or even, you know, yeah. 15, 16, 17 years old, you're allowed to change your mind, you know? You're allowed to. And it's okay. Yeah. You're allowed to take down the flag that you were flying and put up another one, y'all. Like, this is not, you're not set. <laughs> this. Yeah. You're not set in your ways. I have an example of where my intuition and my body was telling me no, and it happened yesterday. I was going to make a post that was intentionally trying to call people out mm-hmm. on certain things. And because in some situations, it's hard for me to. I'm not confrontational at all, but it's also hard for me when someone's acting a certain way to not call someone out. And so I pick and choose my moments, but I intentionally was going to post something. And the moment I wrote it all out, I just sat with it for a second. Mm -hmm. 
my body was just so heightened and anxious and I was like nope because I realized in that moment the only energy that was going to bring back to me was negative yeah. it was going to create drama it was going to create all these things that I just wasn't wanting to bring into my life and so I said nope I don't care what point I'm trying to prove the only thing that I know or the only thing that I need to give out to the world is good or positivity and anything that I'm calling this calling out for this person it wasn't a person it's a group of people but it's not going to do anything mm -hmm. productive. No. So I just erased it. And it was just funny because my body was like, nope. Yep. You've done this before. You know what happens. Don't do it again. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then from that moment, I didn't think about it again. I didn't let it bother me because I was pretty worked up yesterday. And yeah. I, I don't post things like that on Facebook or social media because I know it gets that response. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was like, okay, society, what are you going to do now? And you need to be held accountable for this. And it just wasn't productive. Mm -hmm. So I just didn't do it. So when I, you know, it's something I'm working on with my kids right now. Is it fact or is it opinion? Right. You cannot argue an opinion. You cannot yeah. prove your side of the story. If it's an opinion, you just can't, yeah. you know, you're allowed to have that opinion. I'm not saying that, but if you're going to sit there and scream at somebody else about having a different opinion than you, nobody wins. At the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, because you're both right in your own Exactly. Mind. Nobody wins. You're not changing anybody's mind by screaming and yelling, you know, politically, spiritually. None of that is going to change if all you're doing is screaming yeah. and yelling. So, you know, recognize when something is fact or opinion. And then you can yeah. present your facts calmly because that's going to be so much more well uh, received. Received. When yeah. it's a calm, you know, but conversation even somebody has the ability to reject your fact you know yeah. they can say well I don't believe that and that's okay but you've presented it and hopefully they'll think about it at the end of the day but if they don't that's their choice you know yeah. so just and recognize when something is opinion versus fact and then back away and I feel like that's also another aspect of self-care because you're in control of your emotions when your cup is full yeah so if you're reacting agitated to certain things all the time then you know that you're empty in some form mm -hmm. so how can I get to the point where I can have that conversation and be fully functioning and polite you don't I mean polite I mean what does polite even mean yeah. anymore like just being conscious and aware of other people and just making sure that you're just having that back and forth dialogue where you're learning something from someone else just because you have an opinion doesn't mean you can't calmly listen to yeah. another human being. So let me just, I, and I feel like just, you, you know, know, just you know, it's, it's empowering to yourself yeah. to say, this isn't serving me right now in this moment. And then walk away in peace, protect yep. your peace. I mean, I think that's and, yeah. what we all need to do every single day. It's just work to protect our own peace. And if what someone else is doing or saying is not serving you specifically, that's okay. Just, yeah. you know, maintain the peace in your own heart and your own soul and walk away. I told Sarah the other day, um, when someone says something that I don't necessarily agree with, if you hear me say, and I'm just going to say it right now so everybody knows in the future, if we go to a family function <laughs> and I go, that's an interesting perspective. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. 
(laughs) insert walking feet. Just know I'm protecting my peace. I'm not trying to invalidate your opinion. I'm not trying to be condescending. What I'm trying to do is protect my peace. In In your energy. Because that's so important. Yeah, I might not agree with you. And that's okay. I don't have to agree with you. But if it isn't serving. And that's not selfish for you to do that. Exactly. This is not serving my peace. So I'm going to let you know. I appreciate you. I appreciate your perspective and for sharing that with me as long as you're calm. I'll appreciate you and your perspective. But at the end of yeah. the day, I will walk away and preserve my peace because that's way more important. And you yeah. should do the same. I would expect you to do the same. Thank you for that perspective. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that with me. And then walk away, you know, and, I, yeah. and you know, figuratively walk and away. Just that. Yeah. <laughs> or you could or physically, physically walk, walk away. away. <laughs> but also, um, that's another aspect of self-care is creating boundaries and healthy boundaries and I think everything we've talked about is setting boundaries we just didn't say the word setting boundaries yeah and setting boundaries isn't selfish and that's one of the first things that most people on their journey kind of get the hang of and that's when they start being in control of their energy Mm -hmm. because you're setting those healthy boundaries you're getting better sleep you're getting better rest because you're putting the phone away and you're not letting the internet control your life Mm -hmm. and and you are just able to create healthy avenues for you to create that self-care yeah so there's so much there's so much for self-care there's a lot we could go on and on and on yeah we could go on and on but if there's something that you guys do that we didn't talk about or maybe something that we talked about that really impacted you just send us a message um you want to do the yeah we'd love to we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear how you protect your peace how you protect your well-being your self-care everything that you do that you feel is important so thank you guys for listening if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support our podcast please share it with others post about it on social media or leave us a rating and a review to catch all the latest from us you can follow us on instagram at for the love of two hippies the number two and thanks again and until next time my friends don't worry be hippie